conversations about yesterday's animation. Animations. Saturday morning cartoon fair. Days past Toontown. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Nickelodeon. Thundercats. Ghostbusters. Transformers. DuckTales. Days. Days. Days past Toontown. It's not a particularly deep show. So you will like us. Gaga. Welcome to the Days Past Tooncast. My name is Will. My name is Travis. And on this podcast, we have adult conversations about yesterday's animations. We're finally here. We are. We were here before, too. We've been, but we're here again. We're about to do the podcast that nobody wanted us to do. Mm-hmm. Apparently, everybody, including ourselves, were out to stop us from doing Your it. Your computer didn't want it. I didn't no, want you it. You didn't want it. Like six months ago, we tried to record an episode about this very cartoon. Yes, we did. And whoever was manning the ones and twos that day, uh-huh. Uh, he will go nameless. <laughs> Good uh, managed to not record Travis <laughs> for 20 or 30 minutes of our lives for a lifetime. <laughs> so bye-bye. Yep. This one's been set back a few times because I had jury duty. That uh-huh. got in the way. Yeah. And it's like I just somebody doesn't want us to record it, but we're saying no. We stand defiant. Hard no. In front of that mm-hmm. engineer and the judicial system. Yeah. And say, no, we will talk about these babies. Yes, we Today will. Today we're talking about none other than the Nicktoon known as Rugrats. And speaking of jury duty, I wish their parents were on trial and uh-huh. I could have tried them. Everybody in this show should be in jail. Yes. The children included. <laughs> Every single last one of them. Uh-huh. E- even the pro who who claims to take care of babies to the max. Yes, yeah, the doctor is the worst. who they look to for <laughs> advice on how to take care. No wonder they're doing so bad. Right. This is a classic Nicktoon. It is. Uh, it debuted right after Doug. The good Doug. The yeah, the real Doug. Yeah. The only one that I will acknowledge <laughs> as a Doug. Right. I forgot. I forgot. On Nickelodeon back on August eleventh, nineteen ninety one. It seems to be the most popular and successful of any of the Nicktoons. I think so. Because uh, they ran it for so long, and it's been everywhere. Like, kids would wear... You know, you would have babies wearing shirts uh-huh, uh-huh. of babies. Yeah. That's the closest thing to babies having babies <laughs> you can get. This whole topic of babies having babies, babies having babies, babies having babies. That's something worth talking about today on Rolanda. I think they won like 20 awards over like a 13-year run, man. That's one too long to run. Right. They've been babies for 13 years. And anyway, 13 years is just too long. Right. But yeah, they they originally started off with just three seasons. Mm-hmm. And then it came back because it ran 1991 to 1994 on Nickelodeon. And then it was in syndication and being rerun so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That they said, well, why not bring it back? It's like a band reuniting. Mm-hmm. It's not as good. Yeah. When it gets back together, never, it feels never like and maybe maybe you changed. Uh-huh. Maybe I'm the one that changed between 1994 and 97 yeah. when it came back. And I would say that seems about right. It should be 13 when it yeah. came back. Uh-huh. Maybe I wasn't the audience anymore. <laughs> but it it came back. And I, here's how you know if it's a good Rugrats. Okay. It's kind of like with Doug. Yeah. If it says Disney, don't go near it. It's right. radioactive. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has long sleeves. You know to avoid the Doug. <laughs> if baby Dill, uh-huh. Tommy's brother, yeah. is in, I am out. Mm, Don't want anything mm. to do with another baby in this household. Good stance. They have feature-length animated films. That's where they brought in the, the new kid. Yep. They've done spinoffs. And the one that bothers me so much... What's that? ...is All Grown Up. 
Oh, yeah. They're preteens, and apparently the babies are getting horny. Like, they're grown up. Like, this is a series. This is, if you don't know what Rugrats is, it is about babies. It is kind of like Look Who's Talking, the animated series, but with criminal neglect from Uh, the parents. Oh, yeah. The babies are just being babies. Well, I feel like the babies are, are they need to be stopped as well. They need to be reined okay. in a bit. But you, you spend seven or however many years with these baby mm-hmm. characters, and then all of a sudden, they're preteens. I was just reading up on it, and they just like an entry that said, Chucky is one of the characters that Tommy will talk about hot girls with. And I'm like, I don't want to hear... Tommy Pickles, the baby. <laughs> Getting now, horny. Yes, and I guess this might be what it's like hearing your, I don't know, if you have... If you have kids, parents uh-huh. out there, you don't want to hear your kids get horny. <laughs> it's so weird. It just seems wrong. I'm with you. Yeah. yeah. No good. I don't want it. I'm going up with you. It is insanely popular. They're even talking about in 2021 bringing it back for a new series and for a CGI live action mm-hmm. movie. I we talked on Sonic how we were like I didn't know I wanted that but okay yeah <laughs> I will start a campaign to put this down okay I will write a senator and a congressman one each yeah to try to stop this because these babies are already ugly as sin yeah these kids are ugly I am both concerned for them and disgusted by uh-huh. them at the same time and the town where they grew up at like what's in the water well, let's let's there's there's got to be some major power lines that they mm-hmm. grew up underneath like <laughs> pretty much everybody but especially these babies these are like lumpy mashed potato statues of babies yeah they are it's gross i mean they're cute in their own way but they're yeah but they are constantly escaping neglect <laughs> you can't yeah that's the thing i guess they're trying to break out of a neglectful home uh-huh. because these kids are left to their own devices far too much for one-year-olds yeah one and a half i mean travis you have kids Is, yes would you just put them in a playpen and leave them for five hours maybe you don't want to admit this on air no let, let, you know what talk to me after this <laughs> okay. is done please i'll, I'll get a written I, statement I charges i'll get a written statement charges. From yeah you. thank you <laughs> I've only recently in my life come around to thinking that babies are cute. I didn't have a problem with them before, but I just didn't care. But watching this show has me rethinking that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> these, these character designs. Now, that's intentional. The creators of the show said they wanted the kids to look strange, not cute. Well, they did it. They <laughs> success. Big, mission accomplished. Big green check. Yeah. By that. <laughs> the people behind these ugly babies. I like these names. Mm-hmm. These are great names. You would have seen them if you watched the show and you stuck around to the end and you saw who made the show. Yep. I saw the title card. You would see this strange collection of consonants. Mm-hmm. Klasky Kasupo. Yeah. Or Ksupo. I don't know if you pronounce the C hard or <laughs> medium. Klasky that would be Gabor Ksupo yep. and Arlene Klasky, a Hungarian couple who were married at the time that they made this, uh-huh. the marriage did not survive the series. Right. The series lasted longer. Uh, but they based it off of their kids. And they also worked on The Simpsons, too. Yeah, early on, mm-hmm. uh, Klasky, uh, they ended up going with, um, I believe, Korean animators over yeah. time. And uh, yeah, there, there's some, you can go read some funny interviews uh, from both sides of that story, both on Gabor Supo's side and the people who were working at The Simpsons on who fucked that whole deal up. Because <laughs> there was someone. This huh? guy, Gabor, he, he seems interesting. I tried so hard to find an interview somewhere like where I could he- hear them talk. Yeah. Because I really want to hear... 
what they sound like uh-huh. because he looks like a Russian hitman. Yeah. Like just his face, just the face. Yeah. Genetically, that's what he looks like. Like he, but they're both like they look hip. They're uh-huh. dressed in cool couple. But there's gonna be a mild to severe accent. Yeah. Yeah. There's gotta be uh-huh. Gabor. <laughs> uh, goodbye. <laughs> One of the things that really sets this, I mean, for starters, we're talking about ugly kids. They are one, so ugly, they're cute, and then back around again. It's yes. like they're also still ugly, but oh man, they're cute. Ah, uh, take a right, they're still cute. Yeah. <laughs> but the design on the show is just really good uh-huh. overall. The animation is great. The opening looks almost like there's a lot of weight to it. Like, you know, when you see a, a sphere, a drawing of a sphere, like a ball, and it's shaded in a way that makes you feel like you could pick it up and yeah. bounce it. Yeah. That's these babies' heads uh-huh. in that opening. <laughs> it feels like you could do that. But also, the music. I love it. Mm-hmm. It sound everything sounds like they use like if you go to Target to the baby section and you find a rainbow colored xylophone. Yes, everything was made with that and a rainbow colored drum and yes. uh, yeah, all that. <laughs> yes, and everything. a Jack in the Box. Yes, he composed it. Mm-hmm. Well, no, a Jack in the Box did not compose it. Oh, who did? Mark Mothersbaugh, mm. known for a few things, prominently known as the man who at least contributed to this hit single. What the what? Give the pass a slip. <laughs> Turn it to its side. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> Turn it to its side. <laughs> Is this an instruction for Rubik's Cube? <laughs> Devo. He was he's the front man from Devo as Mark Mothersbaugh. Wow. Yeah, so and he's done a lot of stuff since then uh-huh. but and i i love whip it a lot of like huge Devo yeah, fans uh-huh. talk <laughs> thank you yeah. they talk about how like oh that's not like the coolest thing they ever did though which it's a great song though yes, so like is. let's not let's not fool any ourselves uh-huh. okay but maybe my favorite Devo song i whip it it's pretty up there but maybe my favorite is wow man this has been in a commercial i believe oh yeah oh what a great song Uncontrollable Urge is the name of that one. I love that song. Wow. Anytime I say yeah, 50% chance I'm going to start singing yeah, this song. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Man, I had no idea. Is there any more? Or is that where they kind of tap out as far as like well-known oh, no. songs? Uh, do you remember that song? It's a beautiful world we live in. Dun, 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 dun. Maybe not. Well, then that is where they end okay. for Travis. For that Tra- is where they yeah. end. No, they got some other songs, but I mean, those are the ones that I, I, you know, I could point to and most people would be aware of their existence. Yeah. Certainly with it. A lot, millions of people were aware of that one. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's definitely in the Trav uh, wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So Mark Mothersbaugh ended up doing, uh, I, I don't know if it was contemporary, contemporaneously with Devo. <laughs> You know, at the same time. Yeah. That's what that means in this yeah. case. Yeah. Uh, but he has gone into scoring movies and TV shows and uh, way back in the 90s, even obviously with Rugrats, because mm-hmm. he did the music for it. And I, again, love, love all the music they do on this. It's it's off kilter. It's almost like a baby came in and just like pushed the notes slightly askew after you yeah, wrote yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. But he is responsible for some music on some shows that you and I have enjoyed and we've talked about enjoying them. Uh-huh. Like we've revealed it. We got vulnerable and we... We admitted this to each other. <laughs> uh, he did contribute to Pee Wee's Playhouse, uh-huh. which I don't. I don't think he did the theme, but he he dropped some nuggets over there. Okay. <laughs> but Saturday mornings, growing up in the '90s, it was a time for reflection. Yeah, it was on science 
and you had two flavors. Oh, oh yeah, you did. You had uh, what came later in the day, I believe, was Mr. Bill Nye, who has gone on to become a pop culture icon, mm-hmm. but maybe less celebrated. Although apparently the guy's still performing as this character. Really? It would be yes. Would be Beekman's world. Beekman is Bill Nye for the kids who have an after-school program that they're a part of. Maybe <laughs> it seems like it's a lower rat, sh- lower rat show, uh, lower lower rent show because they got a rat, a man in a rat costume, uh, and, and, and it's schizophrenic. Uh, yeah, I don't, man, we gotta go. I gotta go back and watch some of these episodes. I don't yeah. remember how they taught science, but it was a bit different from from Mr. Nye, uh, Doctor Nye. Hey, Montaga, that's what we watch right there. Yeah, that's what I, we watch. hey man, let's for it. Rugrats has a pretty big cast mm-hmm. overall of characters because the kids, yes, they're the star of the show, the Rugrats. Yeah. But each of them has a set of parents or at least one parent. Everybody is quite imperfect on this show. Uh. The adults are just as much silly or, or fallible as the kids are, sometimes more so. Yeah. Let's run them down. Who's the star of the show? Tommy. Tommy P? Yeah. Tommy be. Pickles. Gotta be. Let's play with my new ball. It's my favorite toy in the whole wide world, and it's fun. Here you can catch. He seems to have been hit hardest by the radiation or whatever's going on in uh, California where they are. Like he is an assemblage of lumps, yes. I would say, yep. is what he is. But very cute little guy. Mm-hmm. He's adventurous and he has a wanderlust. Yeah. If he was to write a dating profile, I would uh-huh. definitely put that in there. Adventurer. Yeah, adventurer. walks on any beach that's unsafe. He He's also a hoarder of tools. Like he keeps a screwdriver under his pillow. <laughs> To escape the pen that his parents put down. And he's a very sweet kid. Yeah. But he seems to have this this attitude of like, well, no, the rules aren't for me. Mm-hmm. I, I, it's not mean-spirited, but no, I'm not going to obey you. Like, he's somebody who would do, uh, like, urban spelunking or whatever. Like, when you go into a building that's abandoned and uh-huh. you find out what's going on inside of it. I guess Tommy might grow up to do that if he makes it. But, I mean, how does your one-year-old hide tools from you. The, the parents should be doing a daily shakedown, yeah. like a cell check <laughs> at random times just a cri- to see. A crib check. Yes. A crib check. Yes, seriously. Yeah. Now, Tommy's parents are Dee Dee and Stu, and they are a couple of pushovers uh-huh. because everybody is always bringing their kids to these people's house uh-huh. and leaving them. And they're getting <laughs> having kids foisted on them every fucking day. It seems like they're taking care of every, oh, taking care of loosely. Yeah. But they're interesting people. Stu, he lives in the basement, it seems like. He's an underperforming toy inventor, this man. <laughs> so he he works from home. Yep. Nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. But he also wears a tie every day. Every day. So I I feel like, one, he's not doing very well with the toys. Mm-mm. I don't think he's making the bread yeah. <laughs> for the household. But it seems like you wear a tie to your one-man toy operation every day to have some semblance of dignity in your life. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Just to make to, yourself to motivate, like you're at work. To motivate. Yes. yes. I'm not going to waste my life as a clock-punching, paper-pushing, bean-counting. Oh, no offense. And then his wife, Dee Dee who seems way more active because she takes care of Tommy all the time. She's a part-time school teacher, and she takes all of her parenting advice mm-hmm. from the man we mentioned before, a doctor named... Lipschitz. Lipschitz. <laughs> Lipschitz. Come on down to Lipschitz. <laughs> You'll never guess who's coming to dinner. Lipschitz. He was signing his manual at Book World today, and something inside me said, Didi, invite Lipschitz over for a goulash dinner. So I invited him, and he accepted. I feel like this couple does exist today, uh-huh. and if you redid Rugrats today, 
Stu would be like a one-man game developer, and it's failing. It's not doing well. The apps are not getting downloaded. Yeah, who will never make it to Silicon Valley. No, ever. God, he's not no. even. That's a dream. <laughs> and then Dee Dee would be probably a yoga instructor, uh-huh. and she gets all of her parenting advice from Gwyneth Paltrow on the Goop app or uh-huh. whatever they have. I don't know. But like all of the stuff Goop where it's like, submerge your child in peanut butter for three hours a day or whatever uh-huh. the fucking shit is that they do. Like that's what they were because it, she's she's kind of a little hippie. I guess she's supposed to be a yuppie because uh-huh. she's a little hippie dippy. Yeah, a little hippie dippy. What? Uh, he also lives with his grandpa Lou, who is a man's man. Uh huh. And he don't understand the newfangled, and that's just fine by him. And a shining star on this on this I, tune, though. I gotta say that man. Sadly, that uh, that actor passed part of the oh. way through the series, and someone else had to replace him. And having not heard it, I think I can safely say didn't didn't fill his shoes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and say, out of respect for the first, his, I love his voice. I've been wrangling youngins since before you were born. Lonely space vixens. Now that's for after you go to bed. You see, old Hank Thoreau was saying that life's too short to spend sitting inside watching cartoons. Chucky Fenster. Yes. Is Tommy's best pal. Very nervous. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't advocate for medicating children. But I think if you don't start putting some Valium in this kid's bottle, mm-hmm. he won't make it to five. No. He will have a heart attack. It's over. <laughs> don't do it. Uh, him and his dad have a kind of sad story. And the show doesn't shy away from much, I guess, from some real world issues that people might face. Like yeah. his mom died when he was even younger than one year old, I guess. Mm-hmm. So his dad is the only one raising him. And between the two of them, they have every recessive gene. <laughs> I swear. Because they both have asthma and allergies. It's just, it's the kid that is like genetically bred to be bullied, sadly. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, glasses, freckles, uh, uh, the I'm talking this kind of thing. It's uh-huh. just, it's a bummer. Oh, no. Look, just because you put a cape on me doesn't mean I can fly. I'm not a superhero. I can't save the world, and I can't. <laughs> Some of the things he's afraid of, germs. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. Clowns. And the Quaker Oats man on the box, which uh, yeah, looks like a stern grandma. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, it does. I get it's it. Or an evil spirit. Yeah, I get Depending it. Depending on, yeah. <laughs> At this point, he is. Uh-huh. He <laughs> must have passed a long time ago. Every day should start with Quaker Oats. Every day should be Get a couple weirdos in the group, mm-hmm. uh, Phil and Lil DeVille. The weirdos. Man, these kids, okay, this is a couple of twins, and they mm-hmm. have got the shiftiest eyes. Like, I don't trust them for a second. They are, <laughs> they look like mannequins. They mm-hmm. look like unfinished people. Like the zygotes were just ripped out of the body, I guess, and given life. Because they just don't look finished. No, no. They need to bake them a little longer. If Daddy and Mommy had a favorite, they'd be much nicer to him. You're right. She'd be treated a lot better. And Mommy and Daddy treat us both the same. Right. Exactly the same. Phil, you're the favorite, aren't you? Me? You always get the best stuff. They love anything gross. If it's mm-hmm. a bug, they eat chocolate spaghetti, which I, mean, I think it's from the first episode, but they, you see them eating worms yeah. that are covered in mud. Where are the parents? Where are the parents? I mean, I look, we all did some weird shit as kids, and I'm, you can't be there for not everything. Me, not me. You didn't do anything weird, and you never let your kids eat anything weird. Mm-mm, nope, not me. Yeah, okay. Uh, after the show, just talk Fine to them. <laughs> yeah, for, for a follow-up. <laughs> the show has a pretty consistent villain. She is a three-year-old girl. Look, little blonde girl with pigtails. Mm-hmm. What's the big deal? She's got a doll, huh? Mm-hmm. She is a monster. Yeah. Um, Angelica Pickles is yeah. her name. And 
We're going to, I, I want to come back to this comparison here in a bit, but I'll just say up front, you know, I'm the guy who pretty strongly defended the character of Almira Fudd oh, yeah. on Tiny Toon Adventures. <laughs> so, and, and she's a known offender. Yes. <laughs> Tiny Toon Offenders. Uh-huh. She's on the list. Yeah. But we'll get back to that. But I'm just going to say, don't think that I have it out for these types. Okay. I don't. <laughs> but she is evil. Mm-hmm. And it's mean enough that the production staff, including Arlene Klasky, like one of the co-creators, had problems with how mean she was on the show. Like they were arguing with the writers. The writers would make her mean because it makes for interesting television. Yeah. And they're like, even the actors kind of like, I, I, this is hard to do to yell at a baby or throw like she just does such selfish, psychopathic stuff. She is mm-hmm. at least a sociopath. I'm the one who broke the lamp and I don't care. I was looking for a crayon so I could draw on the wall and blame it on you, Tommy. <laughs> That's when I saw it. That stupid clown lamp with its stupid face and its goofy nose and that stupid smile. I want to make sure he'd never smile again. She has this doll, Cynthia, that looks like a burn victim. Like that doll, if anyone has been traumatized by Angelica's crimes, it is her. She's a classic toxic narcissist. Uh-huh. Like all the, all, I'm, I'm sure the McDonald triad is like filled out in triplicate by her. Yeah. Maybe even on the show. Uh, her mom and dad are kind of absent. Like they're they're not consistently disciplined. Her mom is a super type A, whatever in the 90s we thought the only type of strong woman there was is the woman who has like a tight ponytail and wears a suit every day and yells at people on the phone. <laughs> and then her dad, I don't even know what he did. Oh, he's an accountant. Okay. And they just kind of run hot. They're the parents that don't say anything for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then when you do a small thing, like, what? We told you never to do that. You're going to your room and you're like, you never send me to my room. Fuck you. You know that. And that's doesn't always work. That's not a good response every time. Right. But this lady's rap sheet is like a mile long. This this is (laughs) she's three years old. Yeah. So diapers are a recent memory for her Mm -hmm. and her list of offenses. The crimes of Angelica Pickles. Okay. It could be an Agatha Christie novel like this is crime. Uh You want true crime? (laughs) This is it. This is trendy <laughs> this right now. This is true. Uh-huh. This is crime. Yep. This is Angelica Pickles, the, the crimes of Angelica Pickles. For starters, yeah. she created a club. And I don't mean like a dance, you know, like a, I'm a mobster and I got a club as a front for, I don't know, maybe she had that too. But mm-hmm. she had a club by invitation only and you babies have to compete to join my club. Mm-hmm. Compete as in do what I say and then you get to join the club. Uh-huh. And if you join the club... Basically, you were her servant. Yeah. She basically put them on a reality show where they backstab each other. She's not going to do it. She's going to make the the babies. She mansoned them. She, she, she totally. Oh, them. yeah, yeah. She she played head games. That's a crime. That's, yes, That's head a games, crime. Head games are crimes. Head games. That's all I get from you. Angelica faked a broken leg to get the adults to wait on her hand and foot. And she took severe advantage of that. How... I mean, just the balls on this little girl, yeah. <laughs> for starters, <laughs> to fake something that you could prove physically right. untrue. Uh-huh. You can just like touch the leg and be like, hey, it's good. It's fine. You can walk on it, whatever. <laughs> right. Like, you, I'll, I will take you to the doctor right now. Is this self-diagnosed? Did she go to them and say, I broke my leg? And they're like, well, we're not good parents. Let's right. just believe her. Or, she, or she, did she just put paper mache on her on her I, leg or she, what? She showed up and her parents were like, I don't remember that happening, but uh-huh. I guess you broke your leg at school. <laughs> 
<laughs> your, your school gets your leg yes. bandaged. And- <laughs> like she's making it about her. How do I manipulate the people around me yeah. Every at every turn? This one blew my mind. Okay. Chucky loses a tooth. He shouldn't be too young to be losing teeth. Yeah. I had to have a lot of mine pulled because my roots are like gnarled and about eight feet long. Yeah. But so I didn't have them falling out, but I don't think you're supposed to be losing them at one and a half. Uh-huh. Are you? Uh, no. You're my tooth guy. No. Okay. No, sir. Sealed and dealed. Yep. <laughs> Angelica steals Chucky's teeth mm. so that she can get the money from the tooth fairy. That's a crime. That's insane. <laughs> That is the the adult version of that is organ theft. Oh, like when you wake up in the the ice bath. That's what this is. That's that is just she just doesn't have the means yet. Right. To to access an ice bath in a hotel room. But she'll get there in the teenage years. Man, I bet on on the all grown up. Oh, God, she's got to be a fucking she should just be in juvie is what it it should be like Orange is the New Black, but with Angelica in the pen. (laughs) So she's stealing other people's bodily parts for money. What's yours is mine now. This one, I think, just. Seal the deal. This okay. has showed you everything. I laid it all on the table. Takes the cake. What yes. you got? Her doll, Cynthia. The poor, poor, poor Cynthia. All the babies in her had gotten a bunch of candy for something. Mm-hmm. Okay. And candy is basically, it's like cigarettes if you're in jail yeah. for babies. Like, yeah. Baby currency. Is, baby currency yeah, mm-hmm. is candy. Absolutely. Yeah. Angelica writes a fake ransom note to herself saying, give me candy or your doll gets it. And her doll has gone missing, mm. supposedly. She acts out this whole scene. She goes, ah, my baby. Ah, ah, ah. What was that? Okay. She gets, she manipulates, she's manipulating her, her, not her, what is the opposite of your superior? Her lessers, her yeah, emotional. Inferiors. And, your inf- thank you. Her inferiors mm-hmm. into this. This is a kidnapping hoax mm. for Candy that she is willing to be the victim. She's like, oh, I'm the victim. They'll feel bad for me. And I'll get candy out of it, and I'll be co- I'm better than them because I'm smart. These fucking dumb babies. This <sighs> someone's she's a menace. She's a goddamn menace. Arlene was like, "Pump the brakes." Please. I would say I can't do this. I tend to agree. Mm-hmm. I start I start to agree with her. <laughs> well, once you list them all out, you're like, yes. "Hold on, can we Holy just step shit. back?" If you compare her to Elmira, uh, Elmira Fudd, who loves animals so much on Tiny Toon Adventures. That she'll kill them. That she'll kill them. Yeah. I mean, if you leave her to her, her devices, then mm-hmm. she will just grab one and squeeze the life out of yep. it. And skin it. Yeah. Yes. Who wins Elmira versus Angelica? In the evil battle? Well, not necessarily that. I mean, one, pin them against each other like in a cage match. Celebrity death match. Style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I will set the table this way. Okay. Angelica, she's like... A mastermind. She is absolutely a mastermind. Uh, she's Hannibal Lecter. Mm-hmm. She is the Hannibal Lecter. She's cerebral. She will get you to do what she wants done. Right. And then she can not be left holding the bag if it goes south. Uh. Elmira, noticeably dumb, yeah. <laughs> like admittedly unintelligent, mm-hmm. seems to not live in the real world with most of us, <laughs> does not recognize the damage she's doing. We'll live with her parents until she is Until somebody ever. dies. Yes. <laughs> Whoever goes first. <laughs> And her motivation seems to be pleasure. Yes. I want to hold an animal. I want to experience love. Uh-huh. Whereas Angelica, I want what I want. Wants to own the I universe. Want to, yeah, yes. I want to feel like you're my action figures. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you put them in a cage match, yeah. who's going to win? Mm, when who's walking it, out? Well, when you put it like that, Will, I'm going to have to go with Elmira. I mean, she's, she's, she's all brute. I agree. And she's going to squeeze the life out of... 
Angelica. Angelica. She, oh, man, I can see it happen. I'm sure there's some possibly inappropriate drawings of it out there. But oh, like there where, probably are. Where she, yeah, because think about it. Elmira is immune to the manipulation. Mm-hmm. She always will find a way, even if you start to manipulate her, she'll get it so wrong that it goes back on you. It's a backfire. <laughs> so Angelica is like, hey, go get me a cake. And then she's suddenly on fire uh-huh. somehow. And Elmira's <laughs> hugging her and squeezing the life out of her because you can't, You, you. she's just an, a force of nature. Uh-huh. Yeah. And that's why I like her. I like Elmira. She is who she is. She's not trying. She's With just, that bow? The, the yeah, little, skull bow. The little is the only skull thing. Yeah. It's just, you zoom in on that. You close in on that as the flames consume Angelica. episode like Doug mm-hmm. divided into two stories yeah each about nine or ten minutes and which is great to watch it uh, as a kid because it's just like they don't have to keep your attention that long and they right. don't have to try too hard you can just be done <laughs> you can in just nine crap minutes. a story out I, the more we watch these shows the more I feel like every cartoon should be have at least two segments if uh-huh. not like five even if they're 20 minutes long <laughs> right but for this episode we watched a couple of segments mm-hmm. from different episodes and the first one is Reptar on ice which what a name it says it all Uh, doesn't it (laughs) you knew exactly what you're signing up for Uh, i sure i sure did but i also watched the show so (laughs) back in the day i I remember this one well if if you didn't grow up in the 80s and 90s i don't know i don't know whose phone you're borrowing to listen to this (laughs) but you should probably give it back to your your parents but back in the 80s and the 90s Uh in an effort to get some goddamn quiet (laughs) parents shelled out cash to see people put on stage shows mm-hmm. starring unhappy actors in mascot costumes featuring characters from your favorite cartoons. Yes. I wanted to go so bad to these things. Uh-huh. Thundercats, I know, had one. TMNT, I know I would I would have sold my teeth uh-huh. for that. Yeah. <laughs> and I probably would have committed some crimes for it at the time. You know what? I've actually been to one, buddy. What, I've been to one. Like uh, recently as a father or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, recently, I mean, recently, about 10, 12 years ago. Okay. Recent enough. Recent, yeah, I think so. Okay. Uh, Aladdin. Aladdin really? on ice. Yes, On sir. ice. On oh, man, ice. you've got the full ride. Uh, okay. Because see, some of them are just like, it's the TMNT guys on uh-huh. stage playing fake guitars right. and they're not skating. Oh, yeah. So the, the on ice is what we're talking about. That's yeah. the setting of this show. How was that? It was good. It was entertaining. We had front row seats. It was it was good, man. Any spills? Uh, no. No, he no, took they, any spills. They, they all kept it really professional. Well, here's the thing. Okay, because <laughs> in this episode, yeah. we end up getting a, a view into the life of an actor who portrays a character on roller on on ice skates. <laughs> right. Uh, he doesn't. He seems stressed, and he doesn't seem to be enjoying himself. Uh uh-uh. uh You know something, Harry? I don't know why I took this job. I can't skate. I don't like kids. This is a extremely narrow cross-section of skills mm-hmm. where it's like I can sing well enough, I guess I can act in quotes and I can also ice skate without falling for hours. Yeah. Kind of walk skate. Yeah. Yeah. Enough yeah. that I could go around like that's <laughs> crazy that we ever thought that could happen. Uh-huh. Like as a species that we could believe that we could skate at, at all, but skate on ice. And then we would, it's, it's insulting almost to the yeah. animals that we would be like, you know what? Not only are we going to be on this ice, we're going to wear costumes while we do it. Fucking yeah. who cares? Yeah, you know what? You know what? While we're doing that, we're going to sing too. We're going to sing. We're going to sing. You know, something that somebody wrote. Uh-huh. We're not just going to sing la la la. We're going to sing a song. Might even have a live band. That's, I wish the band was skating around. Now, that would be something I'd like to see. <laughs> like, Disney on Ice has been running since 1981. So this is a tried and true way of entertaining those damn kids. Yeah. In this case, the character on display featured 
as the main character on this on ice is Reptar. Yeah. Reptar is their Godzilla. They don't have the rights to Godzilla, so they had to make up their own green <laughs> dinosaur man. <laughs> right. Uh, I loved, I still love Godzilla, but I loved Godzilla as a kid. That was mm-hmm. like my favorite, one of my favorite sick day uh, rents on yeah. VHS would just be get a bunch of Godzillas. So I get it. I get why the kids love him so much. It's kind of funny because he's a monster and they just like have this. It's like Superman. They have this unending faith in him as an icon of some kind. <laughs> that he only does good. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So I love Godzilla and I would love to see Godzilla on ice. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. I'd be, I'd be there. Yeah. For at <laughs> least like, I'd be there for 45 minutes, but I can't really be at a, anything longer than that yeah. <laughs> anymore. I get really bored. <laughs> The episode starts off with a pretty clear indication of the state of affairs in the Pickles household because mm-hmm. <laughs> the kids are all hanging on their own. Yep. And they have heard that Godzilla, that, excuse me, that Reptar may have died because they're hearing about fossils and tonsils. comets, tonsils. They, yeah, that is something I like on the show, their mis- misunderstanding of words. Yeah. So they break out of their pen with a screwdriver, from, the old screwdriver from the pillow trick, <laughs> and they just go outside. Yeah. Out there, they find a lizard. Mm-hmm. They assume it's Reptar's child. Yeah. And Tommy, to hide it from his mom, because she's coming and find him, yep. he stops it in his diaper. It goes on a diaper ride. It goes on a few diaper rides yeah, throughout yeah. the series. Yeah. If you find a lizard uh-huh. in your child's diaper, yeah. you need a parenting class, mm-hmm. or you need to go to the ER immediately, because yeah. your kid's <laughs> passing lizards. <laughs> That's not good. No. But in, uh, they, uh, Dee Dee doesn't know. The mom just comes out there and scoops him up. And what she says to the dad who's just watching TV is, Which of you responsible adults left the door in the patio open so the kids could get out? Who left the door open so the kids could get out? Yeah. These are infants. These are <laughs> This is criminal. <laughs> it's terrible. No, no baby gate should allow. Any, no. Yeah, no. You should. Well, yeah. Like, I've never. The likes of this. Mm-hmm. I've not seen. I must say. And then when they actually go to this Reptar on Ice event, yeah. they take their geriatric grandpa with them, and the parents and the grandpa all fall asleep at this thing, and the babies sneak away yeah. onto the ice. Like, this is, you can't. You can't keep being a parent after that. Right. Like, my kids escaped. Right, which is weird because the grandpa was digging the hell out of it when he's, it first goes on. He's like crying and flipping his wig. Yeah, yeah, because because Reptar is destroying cities and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I mean, he's probably, he's probably senile, so let's just be, right. yeah, that's why you don't leave the kids with them unless you have to. But the, I love the, one, the actor that's playing Reptar, he has some very funny lines he has to improvise yeah. because the kids are on the ice. I, uh... Hey, look, it's some kids on the ice. What's a dinosaur to do when there's kids on the ice? I've been in that situation where I'm like, oh, yeah, no, I've got I've got some skills. Like, just let me cut loose. Just let me improvise a little bit. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll make this right. And the second you get the opportunity, you drop it, you shit the bed. <laughs> That's and in this case, he's doing all this and everybody is just perfectly just off singing. They're not singing well. Right. And he just doesn't know. Break, he doesn't break character. Mm-hmm. I guess that's what he knows to do as an actor. And, and God bless him for that. That's a good job. <laughs> we also have the episode entitled Visit. From lip shits. Yeah. Yeah. Which is just an excuse to say shits a lot. I, I mean, think. man, as a kid, like, I felt uncomfortable when they said his name. Oh, yeah. Because well, it, yeah. it just felt like those two words don't go together. Uh-uh. Lip. 
shit. It's not good. <laughs> I, I, it's 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 a weird, it's a gross name to me. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. I imagine a tight close up of a mouth saying lip shits. And I fucking hate it. I don't know why. I look, this is my problem, but <laughs> I just whew, don't like it. But that is the title. So Lipschitz is, as we said, the uh, child psychologist, I think is technically what he's supposed to be, who writes all of these books mm-hmm. on how to parent. He's the nanny. He's, he, he, he is the, the yeah, nanny superstar yeah. in the show. Yeah. He's um, an aging German man mm-hmm. or Aust- Austrian, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Well, in my third book, Taming Your Toddler, 1995, from Las Vegas University Press, I explained that the infant should be lifted by his waist, not his armpits. Pretty quickly, like, he... This is this situation's. I mean, in a cartoon, it's like, oh, yeah, of course we did this. Like, Dee Dee runs into the at least nationally famous child psychologist that she gets all of her advice from uh-huh. at the, the store or something yeah. or at a book. I, maybe it was a book signing. He's just coming on but through. She, she invites him over for dinner and he's going to yeah. come over. His character is, is indecipherable because the, the joke is that he's really not that comfortable or knowledgeable with children. He thinks he is. All of it is very clinical and very, he's book smart. Yeah. He's book it's, smart. All, it's all very theoretical, but like if you get your hands dirty, with these kids, you don't mm-hmm. know what you're doing. Yeah, he has no kids. No. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. He no. doesn't have anybody. He has nothing <laughs> in his life. <laughs> he fills it with a void of books that he writes. And other people's babies. And so from what the ki- the kids have heard the name Lipschitz a whole bunch, they call him the Lipschitz, and they come to believe that he is a mommy, mm-hmm. which is very progressive of this. Because he's carrying like a bag that they think is a purse, and they say, well, he knows all about taking care of kids, so he must be a mommy. Yeah. And they go through the whole episode trying to figure out if he's going to become their mommy uh-huh. or <laughs> what is going a, on. It seems like the next stage of us saying like Jeff Goldblum is daddy is yeah. that saying that Mark Ruffalo is mommy. Yeah. Like you now men are taking on this maternal role. <laughs> it's like a weird next step that I would love to see. The word daddy was made to be used on Jeff Goldblum and him alone. Okay. I accept it. I accept it. This guy is, for starters, food obsessed. Yes. Seems to be his main motivation. Mm -hmm. Chucky's dad is kind of in, like, he's into it. He reads these books. But Lou, the grandpa, and the dad, they just, they don't want anything to do with this. They're falling asleep at this guy's. I mean, I would think, this guy's a weird German man. Like, Uh are you not entertained? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, This only comes around once once in a a blue moon. This man is, he's weird. Like, at least laugh at him or something. But they... They are so jonesing uh-huh. for something manly. For this game, baby. Oh, my God. That in the middle of dinner, like after dinner's done and it's going to be time for dessert uh-huh. and coffee, in that break period, they literally sneak, they tell the kids, sorry, we're leaving these babies yeah. that are just on their own. They leave to go to a ball game. Right. And like sneak out and run away. This is the most home improvement bullshit. Yeah. It's by, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so weird. And it's so. It's forced. It's, well, it's, it's also very responsible so it yeah. seems like in in character for them right but then what Didi, the mom does is also very irresponsible and this is where we really get into like the, we start cracking the the indecipherable nut yeah. that is dr lipschitz she's mad he says you can't let him do that to you you need to go get him from you know go get your husband bring him back from the game okay she leaves her children with yes a doctor a child psychologist but a total stranger yes a man who you do not know uh-huh. at all to go make a public scene with your husband like it just seems like all the things that i understand to be healthy in relationships are being flaunted uh-huh. or <laughs> flouted i don't know they're being shat on how about that in this show but when she leaves 
Lipschitz, you would think that he really believes this shit. Yeah. He looks out the window and he's like, She fell for it, hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> he intentionally, I guess, gave her this advice to get her to leave. Uh huh. So he could raid the fridge. Uh huh. It's the 90s. Yeah. Remember, food, food is, is cool. Hungry is a character trait. Uh-huh. <laughs> it is It is possibly a thing you might be. And so he's just like hook, line, and sinker. And he goes and he doesn't even start looking at the kids. Mm-mm. He ignores their existence. Yeah. This man is, again, everyone on the show needs to be in jail. Uh-huh, and he uh-huh. is maybe prime among them because he just, he watches TV, eats a bunch of shit out of their and fridge. And goes right up in the bathtub. Into the bathtub. No boundaries on this guy. None. And then the children walk in and see this naked aging man. I mean, and they're kids, so I'm hopefully they forget. But it's like, that's trauma right there. Like The he's, boundaries on this guy. He's putting the boundaries. them. There's the boundaries on this, this guy. guy over here. And so once the children start crying because he discovers once, them, yeah, once they see him naked, they see the naked yeah. man, yeah. <laughs> naked mommy, yeah, a grown man. Uh-huh. They're crying. He can't get them to stop crying. He breaks down emotionally. Like we 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 are witness to the undoing of a man uh-huh. in this episode. This man goes from high on the mountain to fetal position uh-huh. eventually. Fast. Yeah, fast. It's, well, yeah, like nine minutes. It's yeah. a nine minute episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, right, yeah, yeah, sorry. There's only one way. And by the time the parents come back, he's, hey, I've rewritten my whole curriculum on how to take care of kids. But I'm still wearing your robe. I, I, yes. This this show needs to be played I, I, at parenting classes. In a court, in a court. court, yes, as evidence as yeah. well, yes. And uh, CPS. You need to take a good look. You need, I, the evidence is all there. Mm-hmm. It's all there in one place. <laughs> you, why aren't you watch, watching Nickelodeon? I would think that would be the, you would have it on loop. On today's episode. On today's episode is the segment of Days Past Tooncast where we take a look at morality and we take a strong stance on what the morals these shows are teaching us are. S T U V W X Y. I lost myself in my own sentence. You know, I liked it. When you take enough pauses, it was beautiful. It, you kind of lose yourself. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We talk about the morals that we learn from these mm-hmm. shows. Yeah. And so, uh, Travis, I'm just yeah. going to ask you straight up. Okay. Rugrats, what'd you learn from it? All right. So, you know me, I'm all about low hanging fruit. All about it. You only eat low hanging fruit. Only that yes. and, yeah, and fast food. So, you got to be there for your kids, man. You got to be a strong backbone, a support system for your children mm. at all times. Otherwise, uh, well, they're getting on, they're getting on ice rinks d- during <laughs> Disney on Ice. Uh, they're putting, they're putting lizards in their diapers. Man, um, they're letting themselves out the back door without you knowing. The motor skills are impressive. I'll say they are. No, yeah. that that's impressive. That's not to take away from from that. But uh, you, you gotta you gotta read to them. You gotta feed them. And you got to and wait and you got to teach them. I feel like I'm at a pet store and you're instructing me on how to care for the puppy I just got or the fish, the exotic fish. Don't feed them too much. They die. You do that. You got to read to them. You got to feed them. You got to teach them. That's the three. That's, you got us. Yep. Mm-hmm. About parenting. Yeah. Uh, Will. <laughs> yes. Your what's your takeaway? What's your moral? Your morale, if you will. Well, it, I'm really split. Because are you I, are you okay? I'm not on either person on either side. At the end of the day, it's like, are all infants actually criminal masterminds that are just trying to break yes. out of their play school pens? Yes, absolutely. And should all parents probably be jailed? Yes, absolutely. Yes, but if we do that, we're all in jail. Mm. Everybody would be in jail because we're all, we've all been babies. Yeah, 
And we're not all parents, but a lot of people are. Yeah. Right. Uh So here's the thing. Young, old alike. I think we're all really just wandering through the world trying to make sense of things that don't make sense. The nonsensical. Mm. We're trying to figure it out. We're just infants walking around trying to survive and to, to better understand what's happening. No one has all the answers. No one's perfect. No one's ever done growing. Mm. Physically, yes. And eventually you <laughs> shrink. You go back the other direction. But you take you take a U-turn into toddlers. Yeah, you mum raw with yeah. it. Yeah. But truly, age aside, we're all still babies. I'm a baby. Travis, I see a baby when I look at you. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you like that? Yeah, a little bit. So the next time you see somebody struggling, you know, they're having a bad day. They don't believe in themselves. Someone put them down. Uh, they're They're having a freak out. You just put them on your knee. Bounce them. Bounce them a little bit. If, if they, you think they can handle it, you probably should do that before this part. You stick a bottle in their mouth. Mm, you do that. Yeah. You maybe burp them. Okay. If they got a diaper, check it. If they don't, give them one. It's a baby. Yeah. You give them a little coochie coo under the chin, and you say, "Who's a happy baby? Who's a happy baby? It's you. You're a happy baby. Who's a happy baby?" <laughs> Babies of all ages, we thank you. We salute you. We salute you for those about to cry. <laughs> we salute you for showing up for duty, for reporting for duty here on Days Past Junecast yeah. today. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you would like to further that duty, you can go to Apple Podcasts and review us. Drop us a little review, a written yeah, one. Please. Yeah. You can write in crayon. I don't care. Just get it on ah. there. And go ahead and give us five stars on there. And listen, that's not it. Check us out on our Twitter and Instagram at DP Tooncast. And we also, listen, if you like YouTube, and a lot of us do, we did a little video, didn't we, Will? Travis, I we did. Yeah. Okay, yeah. what was that? What was that video? I, I You don't remember ever. I don't know. Seriously, what is that? <laughs> Travis and I did a music video. We recorded a song, a rap. Mm-hmm. It is a parody mashup of the X-Men animated series from 1992's theme song with... Another theme song oh, yeah, yeah. for big butts. Because <laughs> you cannot lie. Because you cannot lie when you see them, that you like them. From Sir Mixalot's Baby Got Back. You put those two, you smack them together, uh-huh. like two big butt cheeks. Yeah. And you got X-Men Attack. You go find it on YouTube. You can search for Days Past Tooncast, or you can just follow the link in the show notes. All right, this diaper's full. So Ooh. I'm going to go drop it down the furnace chute. Is that what you do if you live in a... Old-style old New York apartment sure, and you have yeah. a baby? Mm-hmm, I think That's, so. That is not sanitary. No. <laughs> Hope no. they don't do that. Uh, we'll drop in the biohazard bin. Okay. Yeah, That's do the that. thing. Okay. And I'm going to go do that. So until next time, and please come back next time because the train keeps a rolling. Mm. The tune train. It is. Until then, tutor my tutor. Will, I'm wearing two diapers. <laughs> tutor my tutor. The word daddy was made to be used on Jeff Goldberg and him alone. I'm digging this mouse pad, though, son. Yeah, I gotta have him big, man. Gotta have him big. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta have him big. You know me, I gotta have him big. I won't take him any other way. I'm not interested in him any other way. Gotta have him big.